Welcome to Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Today, Pastor Greg Scalzo will conclude the current Heavenly Authority Sermon, where he has been speaking about the gift of tongues. And when we left off, he was discussing the prophecy in Isaiah 28:11, For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people. Stammering lips. Some of your translations will say foreign lips and strange tongue. Same thing. That word can mean stammering, can mean foreign, a different tongue. God will speak to this people the gospel of rest, yet they, what is their reaction? They would not hear. What a prophecy. And you think about it, other languages being spoken to Israel, you have the Tower of Babel reversed. Because all sin, even Israel, all fall short of the glory of God. And Messiah, we're told later on in chapter 42 and verse 6, it says, I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles, even to the Goyim. In chapter 49, in chapter 49 and verse 5, and now the Lord says, who formed me from the womb to be his servant, this is Messiah, to bring Jacob back to him so that Israel is gathered to him. For I shall be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. Indeed, he says, it is too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel. I will also give you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be my salvation to the ends of the earth. Even in um, verse 7 of chapter 42, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from prison, those who sit in darkness from the prison house, the Gentiles, the Goyim, those in darkness, both Israel and Gentile. God is calling back. And they will hear, Israel will hear the gospel from other tongues. Now, you know about the diaspora. I mentioned a moment ago. The diaspora is the dispersion. How the Jewish people, because of the sins of Israel, were scattered among the nations. You had northern Israel being taken and scattered by Assyria. Later on, in the 500s, 580s BC, you have southern Judah taken by the Babylonians. And in that captivity, they became scattered also. The result is that the Jews at the time of Jesus were scattered throughout the whole known civilized world. And many of them would learn the language of the country that they would occupy. It would become their dominant language, sometimes even their only language. You know, the Septuagint was translated, the Old Testament translated into Greek, they needed to have it in their own language, Greek. It's like Jewish people today in America who speak English. Some of them only know, really, as a regular language. They may learn a little Hebrew for their bar mitzvah, but they know really only English as their language. And you also know that one of the key feasts in the law, one of the key feasts they had to go up to in Jerusalem 
was the Feast of Weeks, right? Which became known as the Feast of Pentecost, right? So you go then into the New Testament and you look in the book of Acts chapter 2 and we read, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. Now this is a tremendous sound. It's not just heard by them, it's heard by the people around them in the area around them. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. These are the disciples, the apostles and the disciples with them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit, the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. This is from the Lord God. This is a gift from the Holy Spirit. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem for this Feast of Pentecost, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven, all the known nations, right? And when the sound occurred, the sound from heaven of this mighty roaring wind, the sound of these men speaking and praising in other languages, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. These are Jews, but they're from different areas because of the diaspora, and they're hearing them speak in the language of their home, their homeland. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? That's what the disciples were. They're Galileans. And how is it, how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? They're Jews born outside of Israel. Parthians, they're in ancient Persia. Medes, now that's by Iran there also. Elamites, they're in the, uh, they were people that lived east, of, an ancient people, east of the Tigris River. Those dwelling in Mesopotamia, right? Judea, Cappadocia, that's in eastern Asia Minor. Pontus, that's in northern Asia Minor, Turkey. This is where all the ministry work of Paul and Barnabas and Silas went on. And Asia, when they say Asia, they mean Asia Minor. Phrygia. Phrygia is the mountainous region of Asia Minor. Uh, Pamphylia. Pamphylia is the southern coast of Asia Minor. Egypt, northern Africa. Parts of Libya, northern Africa. Adjoining uh, Cyrene, again, northern Africa. From Rome, Europe, both Jews and proselytes. Cretans from Crete, Greeks in the Mediterranean. And Arabs, right south, the Arabian Peninsula. You got the whole civilized world at that time from over in past Iran into Europe, northern coast of Africa, down to Saudi Arabia. Jews from this whole dispersion coming into Jerusalem, their native language has become the language of those areas. And we hear them, verse 11, speaking in our own tongues. What do they speak in tongues? The wonderful works of God. So they were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what could this mean? Others mocking said, they are full of new wine. This is Babel, Babel reversed. No longer confusion. Now a supernatural gift to understand. No longer just Jews, but one body, Jews and Gentile. 
mankind united because now they are under God, the only one Lord, Jesus Christ, only one salvation based upon repentance, humility, not pride, not the tower, and what only God can do, not what we can do. So now they can come back to the heart's desire of God, back to the peace for man, goodwill on earth, the barrier dividing men and nation come down, and you have now tongues being opened. The confusion of Babel is reversed as these Galileans are able to speak the wonders of God. Maybe they themselves don't understand it. They're showered in the Spirit. They're lifted into the presence of God, and it flows out of them. But the ones down below, that crowd, that multitude, they're amazed because they understand it, and they know there's no way these men can know their language. It is a sign. It is a sign to the unbelievers. A sign of God's reality, a sign of his hand of presence. How could it be anything else? And did it change the Sanhedrin? When report of it goes back, this is something that happens in Jerusalem. Everybody knows it happens. We see how a tremendous church results from it among the Jews. But does it change the leadership? No, they would not accept it. They would not hear it. The empty tomb didn't do it. That didn't do it. And there are some that'll just see a miracle of God that can't be explained any other way than a miracle, and they will say, well, they're drunk. They're crazy. They're insane. And that's done today, right? When gifts and manifestations of the Spirit are made. Tongues were a sign, a public sign. When you speak about tongues in public, right? We've talked about tongues for private worship and power. Here is a public display of tongues. And it was as a sign to the unbeliever. And there is an element of judgment to that. There is an element because God has done a miracle and the message is God's message, the wonderful works of God. If God does a work like this and unlearned men can speak all these different languages in an instant, how dare one turn away? How dare one scoff and mock and explain away the goodness of God that they may go and fall backward and be broken, snared and caught, we read in Isaiah 28, 13. That's why he speaks to them through stammering lips and other tongues. We just studied it. Now, even though the sounds from heaven, the rushing wind, and these tongues get the attention of the people, how are they saved? The sign gets the attention. But how are they cut to the heart? How is salvation heard and received? Peter gets up and he preaches under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He says, let this be known to you and heed my words, clear words, right? Not tongues, clear words, right? And he talks and he preaches to them. And it says in verse 37, now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the others, the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And he tells them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. There has to come the clear guidance, the understandable word to follow the sign, to have the reception of the gospel. And we'll see next time 
That's what's going on when Paul is speaking in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 22, 23, and on. That's what's going on in his discussion about tongues and prophecy in the church. Here was a public display of tongues. It starts out private, right? It starts out just worship as the Spirit of God fills them, and it becomes public as the people hear it, and it's as a sign, a miraculous sign, which, if not accepted, speaks about the judgment of God. He will speak to Israel, yet they will not hear. Lord willing, we'll pick this up next time. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And Father, how awesome are your ways and how your thoughts are beyond understanding that you love us so much to correct and you love us so much to forgive. And we give you praise and adoration for who in all the earth is like you, almighty God. You are our crown, you are our glory, and you have given us the answer in your Son, Christ Jesus. And we give you thanksgiving in his name. Amen and amen. You can rehear this message, as well as hundreds of other radio Bible teachings, on our website at shiarjashub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. With the churches closed because of the coronavirus, Pastor Greg and Associate Pastor Francis David Scalzo have been live-streaming their Sunday messages at 10.30 a.m. on the new Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel. You can search for the channel on YouTube, or you can use the link we have placed on the shi'arjashub.org homepage. Please join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.